This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars, and today our All-Star is Larry Gazzardo. Larry Gazzardo is a dental consultant with over 24 years of experience specializing in business systems, leadership, and most importantly, productive scheduling. Larry is an accomplished speaker, published author, an instructor at the prestigious Dawson Academy and All-Star Dental Academy. Larry is going to speak with us today about scheduling production killers. Please welcome Larry Gazzardo. Hi, Alex. How are you? Yeah, great to have you on the program. It's always good to be here. Okay. So let's get started then. Today we're talking about scheduling production killers, as I mentioned before. But before we get to that, uh, tell us a little bit, what inspired you to pursue dentistry? The reason why I got into dentistry was from the fact that I've always been in training and development. And then um, through that you know, part of my career, I ran into some folks who only trained and worked with dental offices. And uh, they got me involved in working with dental teams, and I enjoyed it so much and got along with dentists so well that I just decided to devote my whole career to only working with dentists. And, and that's how it all got started. Excellent. Excellent. So dental scheduling, why is this issue so important and why is it so important to you? Well, it's important because we do a lot of things in a short period of time in a dental practice. And, and there's a lot of reasons for it, you know, because we can only work so many hours in the day. Um, so scheduling is important because if we're going to get the most out of what we do every day, we have to have it planned. We have to have it organized. L- literally, it's got to be choreographed. So, so scheduling is important because we just we live and die by our schedule. We're, we're not like Macy's or a retail department store that can be open 16 or, or 20 hours a day. You know, when those guys want to sell more, they just open up on Thanksgiving afternoon. We, we, we can't do that and, and have a good lifestyle at the same time. You know, I know that you are very well known as a practice consultant and you do a whole, you know, the whole, the whole practice, practice management, marketing, everything. Um, but I know you're, you're also known, you're known as a scheduling guru. Why has scheduling become such a, uh, and how does that relate to all of practice management? Well, I, I think scheduling has become such a big part of a dental practice because we're trying to get more and more done in the hours that we work every day. Um, There's a lot of things that are involved with the schedule. It's not just the technique of scheduling. It's just not entering names that are on the blanks in the computer screen. You know, we also talk about how to handle broken and canceled appointments, you know, how to convert patients who call on the telephone to making new patient uh, appointments with us. How do you handle when patients are early or they're late? You know, what do we do when things start to back up? So there's a lot of techniques that go into scheduling, and all of it affects the way our day operates. And we find that when our day doesn't operate well, it also affects the way that we market our practice. Because everybody's familiar with that term, you know, the experience. Well, the experience is how things run in your practice. I always make the joke, Alex, that we've all been waited on by a server in a restaurant that we know was busier than they wanted to be. 
and right. and and we could tell because it it came out in their tone of voice, it came out in their body language. Uh, the bottom line here is it affected our experience in in the restaurant. And so when the schedule doesn't work right because we're needed in more than one place at one time or we don't have the right amount of time or we don't know who's supposed to be where, then it affects the experience that everyone has in the office, mostly just the stress level of working there. Now, you and I talked offline about this one topic I want to bring up before we get to production killers. And I'm a big fan of marketing and getting new patients. I believe it's very important. But you work with a lot of dentists that have invested a ton of marketing and in programs that taught how to get people in, um, you know, get a lot of new patients in. And uh, you've dealt with dentists that have really uh, struggled with that. Uh, they got the new patients, but uh, it ended up, they had to come to you to fix the problem. What happened and what did you have to fix? Well, uh, you know, it is very popular today because people are anxious about new patients. And so they feel like if they get somebody on the phone, what they need to do is not talk to them very long and just make an appointment and get them in under any circumstances. And and I feel like this is a huge mistake because what everybody reports to me, and I don't have any reason to doubt them, is that, okay, now we got them in here, but the patient didn't know what to expect, and now they don't know what we're going to be doing, and now they're arguing with us about what's happening when we're here. Or perhaps we didn't describe to the patient what the fees were going to be, or we didn't have a discussion with them about their insurance, so it led them to believe that the appointment was going to be free, and yet they owe us a copayment. And so it just created a, a huge problem because we thought if we just, you know, people thought if they just got them in the office, you know, that would be enough. And people today are very savvy. Uh, they're suspicious uh, when things aren't described to them, and they become cynical if what they're expecting and what you're doing isn't exactly the same. So it it just creates a whole lot of problems. I, I guess I could put it in a nutshell that, that busy just isn't always productive. Right. Now tell me about what is a production killer? A production killer is one of the things that you can't see on the schedule. And because you can't see it on the schedule, you don't know that it could be killing your production and you're not even aware of it until after it already happens. Got it. Now, you have a, a program uh, where you go over your 10 production killers. It's a great program. We don't have time for 10 because that's like an hour webinar right there. But if you can give us a couple that you focus on that we should be aware of and tell us a little bit about it, that would be really helpful. Well, I'll give you two. Um, out of okay. the whole 10 that, that I feel like if you can just start working on these two right now, because you can, you can start it today as soon as you're done with this podcast, or you certainly can start talking about it tomorrow morning. But the first one would be no next appointment updating. Um, it's surprising to me how often when I go to an office, I find that there's no discussion about the next appointment with the patient. They don't verify this information uh, with the patient right with their right while they're in the treatment room so that their questions could be answered, so that proper financial arrangements could be made. Um, they sort of expect that they're going to dismiss people and, um, you know, we'll call them on the phone later. So what I find is there has to be a specific system in place so that there's clear communication between the business office and the clinical staff along with the patient, they have to be a part of this so that they're completely aware of what their next appointment is going to be, 
their questions are answered, and financial arrangements are made so that we could schedule the next appointment while the patient is still here. We want to avoid the trap of having to get a hold of the patient after they have left the office. Because anybody who's listening to this will tell you, oh, you're right. You know what? Once they leave the office, I'll never hear from them again. You know, it's very difficult to get a hold of somebody. And and you have to leave a message and then, you know, they return the call, but you're with another patient. So you, you have to call them back. And I hope what you can see is a big vicious cycle here. So next appointment updating would be one big one right now that I would say that you'd want to work on. The, the next production killer that I think everybody would be familiar with, and it's a huge problem in every office, and that's overbooking. That's when you have more patients scheduled than you, know, you can handle, and it creates a situation where each provider or any provider is needed in more than one place at one time, and the result is a lot of stress and people waiting. And I can't think of a worse experience for a patient than being kept waiting while the doctor is someplace else. So it's really important that you not only understand how long does it take to get each procedure done, but within that procedure, who does what? Because some of the parts of the procedure are done by the doctor, some of it is done by uh, the assistant, and it's done at different times. And so all the major software uh, practice management um programs that are out there will all allow you to put in the doctor and or assistant time. And that has to be clearly indicated on the schedule so that we know exactly where the doctor is at all times. That's what helps us schedule something that's going to run very, very smoothly and keep people from having to wait. So overbooking would be one that could be addressed right away. Uh, it takes a few minutes because everybody has to sit down and look at the various procedures that are done in the office, figure out how much time does it take, and then who does what during the procedure. Gotcha. Production killers, the silent killers, like little black holes, huh? Yep. Yeah, these are things that you don't see on the schedule. You can go to your morning huddle, and you'll look at the schedule, and you'll think, oh, this is going to be great. We've got it made in the shade. And then you find out, you know, we're not going to get out for lunch. And whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. We might not even get out at the end of the day. And if we do, we're going to feel like a dish rag. And if this just multiplies day after day after day, you can see the kind of problem that you're having when you can't plan your appointments correctly by having the proper updating for every visit, and then when you're overbooking your schedule. So what would be the impact on a practice if they don't deal with these production killers properly? Well, the, the biggest impact, obviously, is just lost production. Because when people don't have a good experience in your practice, then they're not going to schedule the next appointment. And so you'll definitely lose production for it. Now, it also has a marketing component, too, because, like I said, when there's a bad experience, then people won't tell their friends. They may feel like mm. the office was good enough for me, but I'm not going to tell one of my friends about this. You, you get what right. I'm saying? Like, I know you, yes. so I'll tolerate when things don't run smoothly, but I'm certainly not going to tell one of my friends about it. So, so there's definitely lost production. There's definitely a loss of new patients when we're struggling so hard to attract new patients into our practice. And then uh, something else that, that we talk about, and I, and I think we give lip service to, but it's really important, it, it's just our, the overall stress in the office. Um, this is what makes a schedule very, very difficult to operate because we're always feeling like we're under the gun and we're always feeling like we can't get everything finished all day long. So, so definitely, definitely stress. And it's hard to put a monetary figure on that, 
But everybody knows that when they're stressed, they don't feel like doing more. They feel like getting the heck out of there. So what I would say to the doctors who would be listening is that we're not getting more done, and we're certainly not more productive when the staff is all stressed out. Wow. Yeah, I like how you added that element. Um, I know in your presentation where you add up the production killers, it's it's a pretty large sum. And then, you know, one thing you didn't note, which you just added today, which is brilliant, is what's the effect on the patient and them referring? And that that's not even in your calculation. Um, but it's interesting. You have the direct effects and then you have these uh, these kind of peripheral effects that go on as well. Well, you, um, you know, because, right, we do talk about specifically, we look at each one of the 10 killers, and we've estimated that offices will lose about 90 minutes a day. And yeah. it's not 90 minutes that, that you can really see. It's because these things are silent. And we always forget about how this doesn't just affect me when there's like overbooking or the next appointment isn't updated. It affects the doctor. It affects the dental assistant. It affects the hygienist and the business office. There's a cumulative effect of all this lost time that these killers can affect. So we have to remember it adds up to a lot. And, and unfortunately, in a dental practice, time is money. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that we're doing, and I'm so happy to have you here on the program. I had Heather uh, a few podcasts back talking about her, uh, phone skills. And, um, you know, what I want to do is keep having you guys back regularly because it's so important, phone and schedule and scheduling. And, and I like to get from your perspective, um, as a scheduling guru, very well known as what is in your mind as a consultant being out there, the importance of phone and scheduling? Because I see that there are people that teach just phones and they might call it scheduling, but really it's phone skills. And you have those that teach scheduling, but it's part of overall consulting, which you also do, but that can get, you know, quite expensive. Uh, tell me about that relationship and um, why that's so important, why that's the first place to start in your opinion. Well, it's because they work hand in hand and, you know, we call them phone skills. We, we call them phone skills because Usually when it comes to talking to new patients, uh, we're usually speaking to them on the telephone. However, in reality, these are verbal skills is really what right. we're teaching because the method that we use to teach people over the telephone can actually be duplicated when you're in a face-to-face -face conversation mm, with the patient in the point. chair. So it, it actually does double duty. Um, it's so important because people give us so little time to communicate with them and everybody's got their phone. And what I've noticed from auditing calls over many, many years from lots of my clients is that patients don't always prepare themselves for calling the office. And we fall into a trap thinking that patients should know what to ask us. And right. in reality, they don't know what to ask us and really don't even expect to have to know. The verbiage that we teach helps the patient become prepared to listen to you because you're going to create a conversation that is going to make a lot more sense to them than any of the questions that they ever thought of at the top of their head to call you. Those are some great points and great nuances. I think, as you mentioned, phone really is verbiage training, which when you do that as well, it's not only on the phone, but also with patients live. It's also customer service, yes. patient service. And when you do scheduling properly, and you avoid the production killers. You don't have people waiting around. Um, they're happier. They had a great experience um, on the phone and also greeting. They had a great 
uh, they're not waiting. They everything is running very smoothly, and they refer. That's part of a great patient customer service experience. Yes, it is because patients today, everybody knows this. People are in in a bad mood, and it's because they're rushed around, and there's a lot of uncertainty going on, and uh, you know people don't want to have to spend money if they don't want to. So they become very demanding uh, when they do. They're looking for a seamless experience. I talk about this in all of my consultations. They want flawless performance from the staff. You know, they want premium service and they don't expect any compromise in quality. And more than likely, it's going to be on the telephone. And if you know what to say in person, even if your first contact with them is through an email, you can still use this same verbiage and, and use it right. in an email as well. Wow. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. We, we we do our best to combine it together because we don't want you to think that you've got to be a different person on the phone than you can be in person. It's just that we understand that on the telephone, um, unlike when you're talking to somebody physically where you have your body language, you know, to help you out and you have your physical presence, you know, that helps with your communication on the telephone. We don't have any of that. All we have when you're talking on the phone is your tone of voice. And so right. it's it's the words that you speak combined with your tone of voice that is going to project your attitude and and how well people are going to be able to understand you. You know, Larry, for 24 plus years as a consultant and, and leader, why again in dentistry? I mean, I, I, I put out there that, that I believe that phone and scheduling and this training customers of his mindset is the low-hanging fruit, is where you want to start, where you're going to get the biggest return on your investment, your time, your money. Um, uh, why not start with more marketing or more practice management or more financial or more that? Why is this the place to begin for practices? Oh, that's a, a really good question. The reason why I think it's the best place to begin is because you you could you could work on all these other items first but if you can't create an expectation with the patient over the telephone when you schedule them and then you've got to be able to deliver it so that's why i feel like the phone skills are the most important if if you're not good at creating that expectation then what patients are going to want when they arrive in your office is what they think you're going to be delivering and as soon as what you're doing and what they're expecting is two different things, you're going to have a dissatisfied patient. So you said phone skills as well as scheduling, right? They're combined together because, again, good scheduling means when that new patient gets there, you're going to be on time and ready right. to go. Wow. If you were to give one, one tip for a dentist or a team member from the production killers or just you know, let's just stay with the production killers because we're going to have you on uh, again on other topics. Um, what would be the one thing you would tell them to do, uh, a team member, and then also to a dentist? Well, I, I, it, <laughs> that seems like a like, loaded like, question. Well, like but tomorrow, no, 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 if I, they were to do one thing, and they do one thing tomorrow. I know you mentioned a little bit before when you talked about the production killers, these two killers. But if you were to speak uh, to a dentist, or if you speak to a team member. What area, what assignments as a consultant would you give them? What homework would you give them? The one thing you would give them to address the production killers? Well, to, to start to address it, I guess, to answer that specific question, I would say, Alex, um, start timing your procedures. 
so that you do know exactly how long it takes to get your procedures done. And, and, and what I'm referring to here is an average standard length of time, um, not only for the doctor, but also for the, the dental assistants and even the hygienist. If you have more than one provider there, uh, the question I would ask you is, you know, does it take this long or does it just take, you know, you this long? We have to come up with an average standard. It's not okay for one person to say, I need 10 minutes. Well, somebody else says, right. I need 35 minutes. So start timing your procedures. You can start doing that right away. And it'll be a big eye-opener for many of you. That's the dentist. And what about the team member or front desk person? The the person at the, the front desk is definitely be aware of the treatment plan for the patient so that you can do that next appointment updating and talk about it clinically in your morning huddles so that you'll know, hey, how do we get ready for the next appointment? This is what I want you to discuss with the patient while they're here so that when they come to the front desk, everything is prepared. I'll complete the financial arrangements and, and we'll move on to that next appointment. Well, Larry, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You know, it's always a pleasure. You know me, I can talk about it all day, anytime. <laughs> you got a passion <laughs> for it. And uh, uh, it's just so fun to to, to hear you. And uh, for those that have been blessed to see you in person uh, speak, it's, it's really a treat. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thanks again, Larry. So uh, until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.